Good morning. Welcome to our study today. In keeping with this year's theme of 2020 vision, the second Sunday of each month is set aside to address different topics, important topics, with the aim of restoring and sustaining spiritual clarity. Life concerns and worldly distractions just have a way of clouding or even distorting the vision of the best of us at times. If we are not careful, that is, if we're not staying spiritually alert, then we end up seeing what we want to see. That is, we accept those things that make us comfortable, but then we fail to see what we need to see. That is, to see what is most beneficial in this life and in the life to come. The Holy Scriptures reveal to us the one true Godhead. The Godhead who consists of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. There is one Father of all who is over all, through all, and in all. And there is one Son who is Jesus Christ, and there is one Holy Spirit. But no man has seen God at any time, we are told in John 1.18. Even Moses, the great lawgiver of the Old Testament, who requested to see God's glory, was only allowed to see Jehovah's back after he passed by. But the only begotten Son and the Holy Spirit, though, have revealed God to us. Jesus said to the Apostle Philip once, He who has seen me has seen the Father. On that same occasion, that evening, in that upper room, Jesus went on to talk to his apostles about the coming of the Holy Spirit and referred to the Spirit as the Comforter, the Helper, another one of like nature who would aid or come to their side. And so therefore, the Holy Spirit is described here as the divine Helper to help us see God's wisdom. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2, if you will, turn your New Testaments there. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2, we're going to read a few verses and take note of the fact that the Holy Spirit is the one who knows the mind of God. I'm going to read verses 9 through 11 of the second chapter of Paul's first epistle to the Corinthians. In verse 9, it begins by saying, Just as it is written, Things which eyes has not seen, and ears have not heard, and which have not entered the heart of man, all that God has prepared for those who love Him. For to us God revealed them through the Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, even the depths of God. For who among men knows the thoughts of a man except the spirit of the man which is in him? Even so, the thoughts of God no one knows except the Spirit of God. Without the Holy Spirit and the work that He has done, we could not know God as fully as we can know Him now. The psalmist in Psalm 139 says, how precious also are your thoughts to me, O God! How vast is the sum of them! If I should count them, 
they would outnumber the sand. I cannot count the sand. And God's thoughts I cannot know either, nor discover solely by my own ability. The reason why is because the matters of God that are beyond our physical senses and our physical experiences are above us. They are beyond us. And even man's finite thought process cannot know the depths of God. We cannot know what He has purposed in His heart and in His mind. But the Holy Spirit searches those depths. The Holy Spirit knows the thoughts of God. The Apostle Paul in Romans 11 verse 33 expressed this when he said, Oh, the depths of the riches, both of the wisdom and the knowledge of God. How unsearchable are His judgments and unfathomable His ways. That is true. But the Spirit searches them. It is the Spirit that searches the wisdom and knowledge of God. It is the Spirit that searches the judgments and the ways of God. And it is the Holy Spirit who does know. Therefore, the Holy Spirit has revealed God's wisdom to us through chosen prophets and apostles. Remaining in the second chapter of 1 Corinthians, let's go back there again. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2, let us read some other verses in this context. I'm going to begin there in verse 6. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 6, where it reads, as Paul writes, Yet we do speak wisdom among those who are mature. A wisdom, however, not of this age, nor of the rulers of this age who are passing away. But we speak God's wisdom. God's wisdom in a mystery. The hidden wisdom which God predestined before the ages to our glory. The wisdom which none of the rulers of this age has understood. For if they had understood it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. Drop down to verse 11 again, and let's pick up our reading. Verse 11. For who among men knows the thoughts of a man except the spirit of the man which is in him? Even so, the thoughts of God no one knows except the spirit of God. Now we have received, not the spirit of the world, but the spirit of who is from God, so that we may know the things freely given to us by God. Which things we also speak, not in words taught by human wisdom, but in those taught by the Spirit, combining spiritual thoughts with spiritual words. All so-called wisdom in this world is not all wisdom from above. For there is wisdom from God, and there is wisdom of men. There is heavenly wisdom, and there is worldly wisdom. There is wisdom that saves the soul, and there is wisdom that leads to death. In 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 21, we are told that the world, through its wisdom, so through worldly wisdom, the world, through its wisdom, does not come to know God. The wisdom of God, though, 
which was once a mystery in times past, has been revealed. And it's been revealed by the Holy Spirit in words taught by the Holy Spirit, the very Spirit who is from God. Glance back at verse 12 and 13 again. Now we receive not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, so that we may know the things freely given to us by God. Which things we also speak, not in words taught by human wisdom, but in those taught by the Spirit. The Apostle Paul makes the argument here that when he preached Christ, he did not do so by human wisdom. But rather, when he preached Christ, he did so by the Holy Spirit. He preached God's wisdom in words the Spirit taught him to use. Turn over now to Ephesians chapter 3. Ephesians chapter 3. Let's look there very briefly as we take note of the fact that the gospel of Christ was once a mystery to mankind. But that gospel is no longer a mystery. And it's no longer a mystery because of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit has revealed the gospel to holy apostles and prophets, and now we can read it. We're going to pick up our reading here in the Ephesian letter by Paul in chapter 3, verse 3. And Paul writes, By revelation there is made known to me the mystery. The mystery, as I wrote before in brief. And by referring to this, when you read, you can understand my insight into the mystery of Christ, which in other generations was not made known to the sons of men as it has now been revealed to his holy apostles and prophets in the Spirit. To be specific, that the Gentiles are fellow heirs and fellow members of the body and fellow partakers of the promise in Christ Jesus through the gospel. Because of the Spirit's work of revelation, because of the coming of the Comforter, the helper, the helper upon apostle prophets, we now, through the gospel, can become fellow heirs of all spiritual blessings. We now can become fellow members of Christ's body. We now can become fellow partakers of God's great promise, all because of the work of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. This spiritual help which the Holy Spirit has provided through God-breathed words is exactly what Jesus promised to His apostles back in the Gospel of John when He was talking to them in that upper room about the coming of the Helper, the coming of the Comforter who would come upon them. In John chapter 14, John 14, verse 26. Take note of what Jesus says to them about the Holy Spirit. He says, the Helper, or the Comforter, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, He will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I said to you. So here's Jesus promising the Apostle that the Helper is going to teach them all things and bring to their remembrance everything that Jesus had told them. In the same conversation, you turn over to the 15th chapter, Jesus is continuing 
to talk to them about things to come, things that are going to happen, and take note again in verse 26 in the 15th chapter. And he comes back to the subject of the Holy Spirit. And he says, when the Helper comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, that is the Spirit of truth, who proceeds from the Father, he will testify about me. And then one more example to illustrate that what the Spirit has done is exactly what Jesus said he was going to do. In the 16th chapter of the Gospel of John, down in verse 13, so you're still on the same evening, in the same room, with the same group of men. And he goes on to say, When he, the Spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will guide you into all the truth, for he will not speak on his own initiative, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will disclose to you what is to come. So here is what Jesus says. The Helper, the Holy Spirit, is going to teach you all things. He's going to help you remember all things. He's going to testify you about me, and he's going to guide you into all the truth according to what he finds or searches or learns or knows in the mind of God. And so therefore, in the Scriptures, the Holy Spirit reveals both the will and the wisdom of God for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness so that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17. When we choose, therefore, when we choose to be led by the Spirit, that is, to heed to what He has revealed in the Word of God, then the fruit of the Spirit will be evident in our conduct. Turn over to Galatians chapter 5 now. Galatians chapter 5. And let's read a few verses in this context. We're going to pick up here in the 16th verse of Galatians 5 as Paul writes to the churches of Galatia. And he says to them, But I say, walk by the Spirit. Walk by the Spirit and you will not carry out the desire of the flesh. For the flesh sets its desire against the Spirit and the Spirit against the flesh. For these things are in opposition to one another so that you may not do the things that you please. Now we're going to jump over a few verses now, and we're going to pick up our reading in the 22nd verse, verse 22. As Paul continues to write, by the direction of the Holy Spirit, he says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, love, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, Against such things there is no law. Now those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and its desires. What others see in us, that is, how we talk and how we act, show who or show what is influencing us. And so the questions are, is the Spirit at work in us, or is it the ungodly world at work in, uh, in us through sinful deeds of the flesh. Now each individual chooses whom he will hear. Each individual chooses whom he will follow. 
Each person chooses what he will seek and pursue. And his choices are going to reflect in his attitude and in his behavior. And so when we heed the revelation of the Holy Spirit, who is the Spirit of truth, who has revealed the word of truth from God, when we heed the Spirit, when we heed His words, then what will be produced, what our harvest will show, is the fruit of the Spirit. So by planting what the Holy Spirit has revealed from God, godly character will, will be produced in us because I'm following the Spirit's lead. Because I'm heeding God's wisdom. In God's Word, in the work of the Holy Spirit, in the revelation of the Word of Truth, in the Gospel of Christ, clear instructions are revealed to us. Instructions about what I should do and what I should not do. About how I should react to people and to circumstances. And even about what my outlook throughout life ought to be. All of that is clearly revealed in the Scriptures. Which is the work of the Holy Spirit. Revealing to us the mind of God, the will of God, the wisdom of God. James 3 verse 17 and 18 says this. The wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceable. Gentle, reasonable, full of mercy and good fruits, unwavering, without hypocrisy. And the seed whose fruit is righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. That sounds a lot like Galatians chapter 5 and the fruit of the Spirit. Why? Because that's God's wisdom. That's the kind of wisdom that's from above, and that's not the wisdom of this world. That is not human wisdom. And the Spirit is the divine helper who helps us see and understand and know God's wisdom. So truly, He came, yes, to guide the prophets and apostles in the way of truth so that today you and I can see God's wisdom too, just like them. And in seeing that wisdom, we then can choose to apply that wisdom, God's wisdom, to our daily walk with God. God's Word is the Word of Truth. And each one of us must decide whether or not to sanctify that truth in our hearts and in our lives. The Holy Spirit, through the Gospel of Jesus Christ, is inviting all of us to come. To turn to the Lord and to follow Jesus. And we at Northfield Boulevard Church of Christ are ready and willing to assist you in your obedience to God. I want to end with a question. And that is, have you called on the name of the Lord to be saved as Jesus has commanded? Thank you for listening. Have a blessed day.